All right, we'll talk about a too little too late for the Toronto Blue Jays. 8-6 losers to the Minnesota Twins. Twins take two of three from the Blue Jays. And what we all thought was the easiest part of the schedule now, understandably. The Jays go on the road to face Kansas City and Detroit. Kevin Barker and Jeff Blair. This is Blue Jays Talk. 416-870-0590, star 590, one Zero five ninety. Lots of offensive excitement. Twenty six hits from both teams. But Kevin Barker, to my way of thinking, the story of this game was the first two innings. Five runs by the Twinkies. A couple of defensive miscues. I just I got a suggestion here for Jays players. Next time, instead of dancing in the dugout before you go out in the game, maybe one of you ought to grab a pair of sunglasses for a couple of guys. It's just a suggestion. Though with the roof open and everything, that's for, that's pretty funny. You know, they always God. dance. That's that's you can't you can't rag on them for bark, dancing. Come on, bark. Somebody's got it. You've seen the sunglass. You've seen the sunglass thing there. It's it's it's. Yeah, come on. Anyhow, we'll talk about that. There's plenty to talk about. The Jays' defense. Big story for me though, Kevin, is Kevin Gossman. Now, I think back to when the Jays acquired Kevin Gossman and we did some talking to folks. You did some talking to folks actually did a little bit of a deep, deep dive into what happened to Kevin Gossman last year. And the simple fact of the matter is in the second half of the year teams started to pick up his pitches a little more. He was tipping pitches. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked to Kevin Gossman earlier this week and, and Kevin, he like, he knew this. He suggested that going back to that Seattle game, that, you know, he said teams have changed their approach against him. And he said, maybe I've got to use my slider more. Well, today they, I mean, today they had something on him. They were not offering it some good splitters. They were taking wild, wild hacks at his fastball. Not wild hacks, but strong hacks at his fastball. Credit Kevin Gossman for, and Danny Jansen. They went away from the splitter and started using the slider a little more. And I think, in, if I'm not mistaken, I think in his second inning, he basically threw nothing but fastball. So talk about the game first, Kevin. And is this a wider issue? Well, I, I'm not in the camp yet of, of, that I want to blame this on he's tipping pitches. I, they're they're going to break this down to the nth degree. They're going to try and figure out what Kevin Gosman's split finger's doing, what it's not doing. Does it have enough spin, break, spin rate? Is it uh, vert, vertically breaking enough? Uh, is he tipping pitches? Is it, is it mechanical? Is it, is it sequencing? Uh, is it command? Uh, look, we, we know in the Seattle start, like you mentioned, that with runners on second base, he had a little wider open glove that was easier to, you know, see the grip out of the hand or before he actually brings the glove out of the ball out of the hand. And you could see, you know, occasionally Ty France, I think it was, a Crawford was on second base one time, mm-hmm. and, and they were saying that, you know, that, that relaying the, the pitch from – He's got a 50 50 chance of getting this thing right. It's not like he's throwing a bazillion sliders that you'd have to worry about a third pitch. He had a 50 50 chance of getting this thing right. Me, I'm going to, I'm going to say that I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go on the flip side of this. I, I'm not going to blame this on tipping the pitches. I, I think a guy that's been around this long that has been throwing two pitches as long as he has, has been doing what he's been trying to do, which is break it down so he's not tipping pitches. Like you mentioned, San Francisco, if everybody can go back and look at video, his hands were a lot higher. It was real hard to repeat, do that over and over again, so they wouldn't tell the difference between his two pitches. That's why when he got to be a Blue Jay, they moved his hands to the belt. That way it just looks like it's the same thing over and over and over again. 
Uh, for me, I'm not going to take that side of it. Uh, look, look, it may be a little bit of that. I personally, this is just me, looks mm-hmm. to me like he's overthrowing it. You know, the, the, you see it 83, you'll see it 84, you'll see it 86. We saw it 87. I think when you overthrow it, it's not breaking the way it is. Uh, it doesn't have the spin rate that he wants it to have. And when it doesn't do that, it's easier for a good hitter to see it out of his hand. I'm going to go on that side. Now, it could be a c- accumulation of everything. But I just think a guy that's been around as long as he has is not going to tip as much as everybody thinks that he actually is. And I just sometimes think you got to give a hitter credit that when it's not breaking, it's not doing what he wants it to do. You can pick it up out of the hand. You can see it easier. And that's why they're laying off of it more times than not. How do you, how do you prevent this? Is it simply a matter of not, of not overthrowing the pitch or do you throw the slider more? I, well, that's obvious that he didn't have the feel for that either. Uh, he, right. If he would have, he would have thrown it more today. Uh, you know, it just looked to me like he had one pitch. Again, this is gets back to that. Sometimes you just don't got your stuff. This might have been one of those days where he just didn't have his stuff. And, again, this gets back to I'll, I'll say this. Sometimes you got to tip your hat to the hitter that these guys are having good enough game plans and they're concentrating on trying to stay up the middle the other way, even if it is 98-99. His heater was good. When it comes Mm -hmm. to velocity, it was upper ends of close to three digits. Sometimes you got to tip your hat to the hitters and say they just did a better job than he did of making adjustments. Now, I will say this. For, For me, he is a lot of elevated heater, split finger down. Elevated heater, split finger down. Elevated heater, split finger down. Now, occasionally he's going to have to start, for me anyway, throw the heater down some. If he can throw strikes down with the heater, if he can establish in with the heater to righties and lefties, that would make his split finger a little bit better because now they'd have to cheat, open up the front side. And then when you start doing that, you you tend to lose the barrel and you tend to swing at things you don't want to swing at. So, they're going to do that. Jeff, you know as well as anybody, the way 2022 is, they're going to break this thing down. There'll be so many khakis working on, working on Kevin Gossman's however many innings and however many pitches he threw today and trying to figure out, is he tipping? If he's not tipping, why is it not working? Why are they not swinging at it? And, you know, sometimes you can overthink things. If you throw better pitches, normally you're going to get better hitters out. Plain and yeah, simple. and, and, and- – you know, let's kudos to the Twins as well. The Twins, you know, the Twins are a team that takes a little bit of a different approach in other teams around baseball, right? They really do. They're just going to, they're going to settle. They're not going to go up and, and Jeff, ripping and ripping. They're going to settle saw, for base hits. You, you saw some guys having some really good swings with two strikes with nobody on second base. That gets further Correct. to my point that it, it's not that the guy from second base is relaying a message to the hitter. That's not always the way it is. You go back and look at the games, look at the pitches that he threw. He had two-strike pitches with nobody on second base that these guys had some super healthy cuts on the heater. That, for me, is why I'm telling you, it just looks to me like, for whatever reason, maybe the split finger, the grip, uh, mechanically something's off, that it's just not coming off the fingers. And it's not rolling the way it's supposed to roll, which will – not give him the spin rate and the vertical drop that he always wants to have. I will say this. A lot of the times you can't tell the difference between the changeup and the split finger. One time it looks like the changeup, but it's really the split finger. That, for me, would tell you the spin rate's not there. 416-870-0590, star 591 590 Billy in Toronto, you're like me. You want to know where the sunglasses were? Yeah, Jeff, you know, we've had this conversation a million times. 
when this team's got the blue jacket out, we we can all see uh, Guriel's hair in the dugout, and mm. and there's 15 home runs hitting the game. This team looks great, but it, it is absolutely inexcusable that that the beginning of the game two fly balls fall. It, it's just inexcusable. Like, how does this happen to a big league team? It's just it just boggles my mind that that you were not prepared for this. You you probably win the game and come back and steal this game. If your guys' heads are in, and this comes back to Charlie Manuel too, Char- Charlie Montoyo, please don't blame Charlie Manuel for this. <laughs> we lost Billy. Yeah, please don't blame Charlie Manuel for this. B- Billy's um, right. Bill- well, Billy's I, right. Kevin, I, there's no excuse for it. No, and I'm I'm gonna. And the reason I wanted to get, and Billy, thanks for the call. The reason I wanted to get this in right away is, of course, the error by Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, Vladdy not being able to track down a ball. A lot happened in this game, but bottom line is <laughs> you've got a starting pitcher that the other team, for whatever reason, the other team appears to, ha- uh, appears to have a good plan against. You cost Kevin Gossman a lot of pitches, a lot of extra pitches in the first inning, in the stretch longer than you'd want to be in the first inning. I mean, all, all of this stuff just kind of compounded. Now, Kevin, you played first base. I'm dead serious about this. I'm not... I, I, I'm not trying to be an ass here but but you gotta tell be. me well no <laughs> of course kevin there are different skies right yeah. there are different skies you were uh, at the park today tell me about when you use sunglasses when you don't use sunglasses because it's not simply when the sun's out is it i'll make this easy for you whenever that roof's open it's a day game wear your sunglasses that's okay, real so simple. it is when the sun's I, out. I was, right. I, I was the guy that could not use sunglasses because when, on ground balls when I played first base, I had a real tough time of telling how far away the ball was from me. And it took a, a, a mess up <laughs> for me to understand that I can't be using those. So I had to use the flip downs. And you know as well as anybody, Jeff, flip downs in 2022 ain't cool. It doesn't look cool if you don't have those big, giant, shiny shades on everywhere you're standing in the outfield or in the infield. So nobody uses flip downs anymore. And that, for me, is one of those things where you could never go wrong in a day game. That's why I used to wear them all the time. When in doubt, always wear them. That way, when a ball goes up, if you don't need them, you don't have to flip them down. And if you do need them, all you got to do is top, t- tap the top of your bill of your cap and the Sunglasses are down and you catch the baseball. There's no excuse for it. Teoscar Hernandez will tell you that. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will tell you that. And I will guarantee you this. We will never see that again. Yeah, I well, I, I certainly I certainly hope not. And again, I'm not laying this loss completely you know, at, 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 at that reason. But again, given what Kevin Gossman was dealing with today, whatever it was that he was dealing with, even if he was just dealing with the Twins having a good approach, those extra pitches in that first inning just just ended up compounding the situation. And, and um, you know, credit the Blue Jays, Kevin. They did come back. Another home run for Santiago Espinal. Uh, Alejandro Kirk continues to, continues to, to make everything – Impossible to trade e- him is what he's everything, doing. Everything that everybody <laughs> was saying about him negative, that he's keeping it all away. I mean, he's sure. taking it all uh, away give, right give, now. 
Jeff, give the organization credit. They, they understood that, you know, his body type, I'll say it and I'll continue to say it, doesn't allow him to play a lot behind the plate. He'll occasionally play back there. And you said this on Blair and Barker, having Danny Jansen back and allows the organization to play Danny more behind the plate and allow Anna Hollander Kirk to do exactly what he wants to do at the plate, which is rake up the middle the other way, the way he's doing now. You had the power. That's the surprising thing to me is I didn't realize he had this much power. And the things he's doing with his lower half and the way he can get the barrel out in front of the plate is, I said it jokingly when you were talking there, but right now if you're Ross Atkins, there ain't no way you could trade him. No, Shano, we talk about who's the one guy, him and Lourdes, because Lourdes' contract is the most intriguing thing about Lourdes. And then Alejandro Kirk, how in the mm. world would you trade Kirk? There's no way you could. Uh, Jennifer in Toronto, I want to get to you in a minute, but Kevin, one thing I did want to talk to you about, now this kind of gets... This 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 didn't have an impact on how the game was played, but it was something that the telecast caught, and I know a lot of people were talking about it, and that was that coming together of Bo and Vladdy on the pop-up. Uh, Bo, you know, where everybody's kind of having a chuckle at, about it, and then all of a sudden the camera zooms in, and it's pretty clear Bo's not having a chuckle about it. And we saw Bo go over to Vladdy between innings, put his arm around him. Whose ball is that? Well, in the infield, the shortstop is the quarterback on the field. Obviously, uh, the even center in a fielder, shift, uh, it, yeah, absolutely. In in, okay. in center, now it's those balls that are in between balls. It's an obvious thing that somebody other than Bo can catch it. But if Bo thinks he can catch it and he's calling somebody off, it's Bo's ball. And, and the center fielder has priority over every single person on the baseball field. But in the infield, it's the shortstop and. When Bo's calling it and he thinks he can catch it, it's the job of the other defenders to get out of the way. And it's nice to go over and have a little hug and, and say it's okay, buddy. But it's th- this is what this is sort of when you start making each other look bad because somebody's not mm-hmm. doing what somebody else think they should be doing, you tend to, you know, have issues with that. And we've seen this, but Bo is serious. I don't know about yes. you, but I watch Bo. Bo's not a big giant fan. I'm not going. I'm not going to speak for Bo. I just know by what I see, he ain't a big fan of wearing that jacket. Like, the, you know why that is for me, Jeff? He's one of those lunch pill guys. He don't really like a lot of attention being thrown at him. He just wants to go out there and do his job, try and do it to, at the best of his ability. And whenever you're adding to that by putting jackets on and and all the other things that go with, you know, sort of what the Blue Jays are doing and, and what their organization's all about. I, He's a different bird. It's, it's sort of a long-winded answer here, and this is what you're going to get from him. I like that. I like a little every once in a while you got to get chapped, even though it is bloody. Yeah. It's okay. No, I'm with you, man. I, 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 uh, I don't think it, there's anything wrong with having that, that little edge to your personality. Uh, I'm the quarterback. Don't forget that. How exactly. about that? Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer in Toronto, you want to talk about the bullpen, something that we really haven't talked about a lot lately. Uh, Go ahead, Jennifer, and I will tell you in advance that, believe it or not, God's honest truth and putting my hand on my heart, Kevin and I had a conversation about the bullpen before the game, so I'll let you ask the question. Surprisingly, uh, we know New York's bullpen. Baltimore has an amazing bullpen. Toronto, I mean, we have Romano that can throw any speed. Uh, other than that, Maze is okay, but, you know, when he gets back. Uh, I mean, Vasquez, Beardsley, uh, Trevor Richards has a 5.5-something ERA. Mm-hmm. Some contact. 
we have that Maximo Castillo. I know he was hurt, but he's 25. He's mowing them down. And uh, why isn't someone like that in Buffalo coming up? I, I, I don't know if they want to work him as a starter. But Beardsley no, and Vasquez, like, bring him up. I know Hernandez, too, with the changeup in Buffalo. But why not give these guys a try? We saw that guy on Friday night, Cotton, with the changeup, mow down all yep. the Blue Jays hitters. Yeah. Listen, it's uh, it's a great question, Jennifer, and thanks, thanks for your call. Kevin, I mean, this is an area of concern for the Blue Jays. The lot We've talked about the lack of swing and miss stuff. Uh, I, you know, I will say this to Blue Jays fans. Jeremy Beasley, Vasquez, they're not going to be here in another couple of weeks. I mean, they're just not. They're, they're kind of disposable arms right now. I've talked to folks about Adrian Hernandez having a nice year in AAA. Basically, the response is he's just kind of like Vasquez. Like, don't get carried away by the numbers that guys are having in AAA. Thomas Hatch is having a nice year in AAA. I don't think there are too many people that want to see Thomas Hatch, uh, Thomas Hatch in, 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 the, in the starting rotation. I mean, the issue the Jays have is uh, they need high-quality bullpen arms. I, I think that's really clear, Kevin. I think they need a couple of them. One would be nice. I think they need a couple of them. And I wouldn't – and I'll say this. I, that, that doesn't bother me because this – Front office has shown in the past they will go out and get bullpen arms. My only concern, Kevin, is I'd, I'd rather have it sooner than later, right? Well, I'm, I'm sure if you went up to Ross and asked Ross the exact same thing, he would think, oh, man, I, I would I would sure like a couple of arms that could they could throw out their high lever situations and, and strike a bunch of people out. Look, for me anyway, big picture – they knew coming into this season this is exactly what they had. They, they thought their offense was going to be so good that it would hide – the woes that they would have coming out of the pen. They knew they had certain guys that had to stay healthy and, you know, that were going to give them what they expected them to to give them. And then it was everybody else, and you're starting to see everybody else. I I just worry about how much they're using them. Like you got, what, five five guys down there that you consistently – and you know who their names are – that you consistently use basically every single night. And I how how – are you going to be able to do that, Jeff, an entire season? Like, I, those five guys are on pace for over 70 games, each thrown in a season. I just don't know, you know, when it gets September and October and you're trying to be what you want to be, obviously in October, are you going to get anything from these guys? You're going to have to use them so much during the season. And further to your point, I think they probably have to get – more quality arms in here just to take a little pressure off the dudes that's already pitched so much as as much as they already have. Yeah, there's a, there's a guy there's a guy in the minors, Matt Gage, that I think is probably the next guy to come up here. He's a left-hander. A lot of the pen when Tim Mesa comes back. But there's there's I mean other than Nate Pearson, there's nothing down there and we and we all know about Nate Pearson. But other than Nate Pearson, there's nothing down there that at at the AAA level that screams swing and miss. There really isn't and and um um, yeah, I'm with Kevin. They need, you know, you need some guys. You need some guys with a little bit of hair, I guess, is the way I'd put it, man. I mean, well you said. really do. You well need said. some guys who, who've. Uh, you, you need some. 
you need some guys who are going to give you an answer, not raise more questions at this Jeff, point every, in time. Every, every time. Every time Charlie answers questions, he always says the same thing. Man, I hope the offense gets going real quick. Vladdy needs to hurry up and, and help carry the team, and Teoscar needs to hurry up and get going. Charlie's saying that because he wants to take the spotlight off the bullpen. It's, that's basically what that comes down to is they understand what they don't have, and they understand what they do have and what needs to get done with what they do have. And hopefully the offense can carry them for the next two months. Let's go to Gary in Newfoundland. Oh, man, that, that uh, one play there when they had the left-handed batter for the Twins up and they shoots it into the right, right into the corner on right field. And watching on my TV screen, where is the right fielder? He's about... Was he on a coffee break? He's, I don't know how far he was over the right center, but I hate that shift. You know what? That, that to me, that, that was the ultimate shift thing. Get rid of that doggone shift and get back to what I call the normal positions of the, you know, I can't wait till next year. Get rid of the shift. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Gary. That's funny. Uh, that's like funny. No, no. No, yeah, no, Gary. Listen, you got you got a lot of you got a lot of company there. Thanks for the call, my friend. Sure, Kevin, no, no, I, I, go Gary, ahead. Well, Gary, Gary's talking about Nick Gordon. That was a changeup that that yeah. uh, that that was thrown to him. That's why they they Nick Gordon rarely pulls the ball down the right field line. That's why you got everybody bunched together in the gaps. He's a gap hitter. He's a right center field, left center field. He'll hit the ball the other way more than he'll get the head out. It would just so happens it was an elevated changeup that he got out there, and that's why he never say saw Teoscar in the pitcher until. Gordon was standing on third base, so maybe he was looking the, for sunglasses. The, the reason, the, yeah, that's funny. He had sunglasses on, I think, by then. Okay. The reason why they shift is because it works, plain and simple. Yeah, the numbers suggest the absolutely the numbers suggest it does, and and yeah, there are times when it doesn't work, but more often than not, it does work, and that's what baseball's about these days. It's about limiting risk. That's how that that's essentially what the game is all about. But Gary's point is interesting. It, it, it's going to be. It's going to be fun to see baseball. I, I'm i not a huge, you know me, I'm not a huge, the shift doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some people, but it, it's going to be an interesting game next year without it. Without any question, it's going to be very interesting next year. 416-870-0590, star 590, one 888 Minnesota Twins hung on for a win over the Toronto Blue Jays. They've taken two out of three. The Jays are on the road with the first of three in Kansas City. Tomorrow, we'll be back with more Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. And now the Bet365 standings update. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book with 63 million members worldwide, 19-plus Play responsibly, Ontario only in the American League East, the New York Yankees. Just keep Lost. on winning. 39 and 15 They're are never the New losing York again. Yankees. The Toronto Blue Jays <laughs> at 31 and 22. Tampa Bay 31 and 23. Boston 26 and 27. Still a game under 500. The Baltimore Orioles 23 and 33. And as I mentioned, Kevin, the Yankees. Um, I mean, I don't know if this means anything, but I checked the Tampa Bay Rays game notes today. Uh-huh. In, the Tampa, in the Tampa Bay Rays game notes, they're already one of the notes is that the Rays have never come fr- back from this type of a gap to win the division. <laughs> so there you are. Maybe the Yankees on, on are June fifth. The Rays, the Rays game notes are saying we're not winning the East. It's not saying that anymore. No, no, they're saying that they haven't. They haven't. I, I'm just saying that that's a note that maybe you look at and 
you know, August. Sure. You know, but you, we're here in, in June, and basically the, the Rays are already looking at this. We've never come this far. you, you got to figure, if they can keep Aaron Judge healthy all season, they got a good chance of running away with the East. Part of me thinks at some point, too, we're going to end up hearing that he's getting a contract there. I mean, I know what everybody's saying. I don't think, I don't think so. I think he's sticking to his guns. You think he is? Well, You're a line I mean, I would, if I, I would if I no was way. him. I would if I was him. Not me. 416-870-0590, star 591 Eddie in Toronto. Hello, Eddie. You got concerns about the bottom of the order. I do. I do have concerns about the bottom of the order. Uh, I don't think this is a sustainable at all. Look, since the beginning of this season, our top guys have been consistent in that they've been subpar. And uh, in this last little bit of uh, a win streak that we had, I heard names like Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen. Nobody at the beginning of the year thought that you guys would even be mentioning their names. They're just sort of players out there some of them are good some of them are sort of average but we've relied on these guys it's sort of like a complete flip a contending team doesn't rely on their bottom of the order to get them wins it's uh, this team is doing a complete 180 of what an actual contending team does it's i don't think it's sustainable and let's not kid ourselves we play in american league east there's every year there's an arms race that happens when it gets close to the playoffs Right, and those teams that are in contention, Boston, New York, they're going to beef up, and uh, you know we're still going to be looking at our guys, and if they're consistently subpar, I mean, what are we going to look at, Alejandro Kirk and and Danny Jansen and some of these other guys? Yeah, I mean, it's I, not I, sustainable. Well, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it probably isn't sustainable, but I would also suggest that you know what we saw early earlier from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. that wasn't going to be sustainable. I mean, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that the guys that are hitting isn't sustainable and the guys who weren't hitting that their track record suggests that they're not going to turn it on. I mean, look, I got I don't know about you, but I have very little issue with what I've seen of George Springer and Bo Bichette lately. Uh, I really haven't. I, I, you know, Vladdy seems to be getting going. Teoscar's making some contact. I mean, I just the lineup. I, the, the fact that Kevin, the fact that they've got the record they've got right now, without those, without any one of those guys really going on one of those hot rolls, which I expect that we'll see them go on eventually, I still think that says pretty good things. It, well, it says their starting pitching's been really good. That's what it says. And most, and for the most part, their defense is, is not hurt them whatsoever. For me, anyway, whenever you look at contending teams, really good teams, you need a surprise. The bottom of the order has been a good yep. surprise for this team. Uh, do I think that Vladdy needs to do a little bit more? Absolutely. Do I need, think that Teoscar needs to get back to what Teoscar's done the last couple of years for this team to go where they want to go, which is make the playoffs? Eddie's exactly right. Like, there is some worries with this team when it comes to longevity and how are you going to piece it together in – you know, really? end of end of August, September. Really? Absolutely. Like you, there, you have there, there, is a ton, there is a ton of pressure. And how is this team going to handle pressure? Well, they've shown you at the beginning of the season that pressure is a lot to handle for some people. It's going to yeah, get worse I don't know in if September. That was pressure. I don't know if that was pressure well, as I mean, much when, as when good I, pitching, Vlad, Vladdy's, Come on. Vlad, Vladdy's actually came out and said it's, it was pressure. I, I was trying too hard. That's That's called pressure. You're mm. overswinging. You're you're expanding. Again, I'm with you. They ran into some really good pitching. It was bad luck. It was basically what it was because of the schedule. But when you're as good as you're supposed to be, should that really matter? And it has. That's my point. But I'm saying there's seeming the most the guys that matter in this lineup 
look like they're turning the corner and they're going to be those guys. Yeah, but I'm that's... I just I think you know a little bit further to Eddie's point, they're they're there is surprises on good teams and maybe the bottom of the order with certain guys, not all of them. Lourdes, say who, who knows what you're going to get. Santiago Espinal, can he continue to do this? I don't know, but if he does, that'll be a good surprise on a contending team. Yeah, and I would say this. I, I, I will say this about Alejandro Kirk. He's doing what everybody kept telling us he was going to do. We may not have believed it, but I, he was. he's doing this – is, this is what everybody kept telling us he was, everybody in the organization. So – I you was know, with who, you. Who knows if it's going to continue, but I will say this. There are people in the organization that aren't surprised at this, and there are people much smarter than us who aren't surprised at this. There you go. I, I was in the camp. I'm with you. I, I, I didn't believe it. I, like, I looked at him and sort of laughed. Like, really, this is, guys, this is the guy you guys have been talking about? But numbers don't lie. The way he attacks at bats don't lie. The way he can lay off a breaking ball early in the count to get to his count don't lie. And right now he's doing it better than most people on his team. Ian in Midland, you want to talk about Bo? Always a pleasure to listen to you guys. Kevin, you you intrigued me on something that you said earlier, and it's kind of making me wonder. Um, Bo Bichette, especially after today with Vladdy and the little thing they had out in the field, Mm -hmm. do you think he actually wants to be part of this team? Or do you think he's thinking, well, hey, you know, I know where I am and where I want to be in my career, and maybe it'd be good for me to step away from guys like Vladdy and, and get a team rolling and, and, and be the guy because, you know, like I know he wants to go out there and play all the time and, and give all his best, but do you think that's in his back of his head? Well, Ian, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and speak for, for Bo, but, I, you know, I just go by what I see, and I, and I think he's a lunch pail guy. I think he's a little different wired differently wired than a, than a George Springer even, uh, even different than Vladdy, Teoscar, Lourdes. Like, he is one of those guys that just wants to go out there and do his job. Now, does he want to be a part of this team? Absolutely. You can tell he's – but I think he wants to be the leader of this team. I don't know about you, Jeff, but I think he wants to he, – he takes pride in being the shortstop. He Just look how hard he works. Well, you can't always see it, but we can. How he works before games and, and just a, a, a approach and, and – the adjustments he's made defensively to make himself the best shortstop he can possibly be, uh, long-winded sort of. I, I, I think he does want to be a part of this team. I think, you know, again, this gets back to the, there's a pecking order. And occasionally on a field, everybody's not going to get along. That's just the way life is. Like, you, you know, I'm the quarterback. Get out of the way. I'm catching that. And it's okay to see that. There's nothing wrong with that. You got a bunch of dudes competing to try and win a championship. And you can, you know, sometimes rub the other guy the wrong way. There's wrong with it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, um, you know, we've, we said earlier in the year, I mean, I, I, I do believe that at some point the – contractual status of Bo and Vladdy has to be addressed by this front office. Um, I don't know if it could become an issue, but I will again remind people that Bo forced the Jays to renew his contract this year. Bo was willing to not agree to what the Jays offered him because he felt he was worth more. And it's a, it is a tactical move. It's a strategic move ahead of, of arbitration and all that. But I, I would just remind and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing i said at the time i love players i i love young players who do that yeah that's not what i think i'm worth now provided those young guys are willing to go out there and play hard every day after doing that i'm cool with that i, I see no problem with 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 bo doing that no by the way bo plays every day 
So I have no problem yeah. with that at all. I want to go to Mark in Mississauga. Go ahead, Mark. Good afternoon, guys. Uh, Jeff, I'm of uh, your vintage. I haven't called you in God, God knows how long. But anyways, um, I'm going to talk about basically the uh, the game today. And uh, Teo's, um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Obviously, he should have caught that fly ball in right field. But he seems to be uh, lollygagging it a lot, like he didn't hustle up back after that ball. Uh, a guy's tagging from second to third on a, on a medium fly ball to right field. Uh, he just throws it in. Uh, I know he threw out a guy at third base on a ground ball. I realize that. But for Montoya, from a, an organization where he was in Tampa, where they really, really stressed hustle, mm-hmm basics the whole nine yards i don't know what the hell he's it's in his head right now and um i don't know i i I just i think some of these mental errors or whatever you want to call them i think these guys need to okay you know what if you're not gonna hustle maybe i'll sit you out next game and yeah i'm gonna put in a player that's not as good as you are but somebody that's gonna give me the effort and it just it just and it's not just this game. It seems like it's been the past few games where um, he's lollygagging it. Out. He's not hustling after the ball. Like he, he's just you know trotting out there and uh, you know and especially those two plays today. And you know anybody could, you guys can say anything about the bullpen, whatever. Today that first inning cost the Jays the game. They made the the shortstop made a really nice diving play to get Kirk double play ball which the Jays had a chance to at least get maybe get another run and tie the game. So, um, yeah, I, I just, for a guy who came from an organization who stresses all this stuff, and they just seem to be, you know, they, they tend to slack every now and then, and there's no repercussion. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this, though, Mark. The numbers suggest that they are a very good defensive team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really do. That's I mean, that's not me to... Those are the numbers. They're a really good defensive team. Um, Kevin, it's funny as Mark was talking. Thank you for calling in, Mark. As, as Mark was Call talking, back. I was, think, I was sure. thinking about our discussion with Tad Levine of the Minnesota Twins on Friday on Blair and Barker, where he was talking about Brian Buxton, or Byron Buxton, sorry, and basically the conversation they had to have with him. You know, look, it's it, it's we don't want you hurting yourself trying to you know go 130 percent all the time. You do have to pick mm. your spots. And I, I'm just going to say this with Tao. I'm not making excuses because I'm with the caller. I think, I, again, it's inexcusable to me that you don't go out there with sunglasses. To me, Teoscar Hernandez and Vladdy did not look ready today. I mean, I'll say it. Teoscar Hernandez, what was he? 0 for 4. Two strikeouts. He didn't do a double play. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer that you got to be – the game is hard, but the least you can do is be ready. I saw two guys out there today that I didn't think were ready to play. But, but, I'm – it's a long season. And I'm not hanging that on, on on Teoscar. And I don't know the, you know the dude had the oblique injury. I'm not going to say it's going to last forever and ever. But I'm just really cautious, Kevin, when I start saying that guys don't hustle and guys don't do this and guys don't do that, because I don't think it's always. I don't think what we see on the TV or in the stands is always reality, Kevin. 
I do think he lollygagged. I, I'm with Mark. Uh, it, it's just, but he's done that since he's been a Blue Jay. Like that, I, I really do that. Believe that's to Oscar. Like he, he's not trying to look that way. That's just how he looks. You know, when he goes first to third, or he tries to steal a bag, or you know, he's actually for the most part, most of the time, catching the balls he's supposed to catch. It doesn't really look that way. But I will say this: Thad wasn't talking about Byron Buxton. After you screw up, don't hustle after the baseball. He's that's talking fair. about you know, don't run a ball out to first base in the first inning because you've shown us that you can't stay on the field, and this is the yeah. only way we're a better team with you on it. It's a big difference there. When you screw up, I'm with Mark. Run after the ball. Get the ball as fast as you can get to it and throw it to the cutoff guy, and it didn't look that way. And when you lose games and people start poking and, and you know, pointing at why you lost a baseball game, well, you can lose it in the first inning, and that's exactly what happened there. And the sense of urgency, I'm with you, just didn't look for whatever didn't look reason. ready. Absolutely. He did not look ready to uh, play. You can say it any way, other way you want to say it. it, just for whatever reason today, just didn't look like they had their A game. And this is what I said. When you're trying to catch the big bad Yankees and you want to go to a World Series, they're not talking about making the playoffs, Jeff. They're talking about winning a World Series. This, a lot of the times or most of the times it's not supposed to look like that. Yeah, this would have been a good day for Kevin Gossman to strike out the side in the first inning when there were so many balls. And I'm not blaming him, but I'm saying it would have been. There's so many balls in play, and your team isn't ready to play. It's it is a uh, it's it's a bad combination. And uh, you know, again, the comeback was great, and yeah, Bo came to the plate. It was the winning run of the plate and all that. But the fact of the matter is, they gave up five runs in the first two innings, uh, and they made a pitcher who was life and death to get out of. To get out of that first inning, they made them work even harder because they didn't make plays. And uh, it's a shame, but it does happen. Don't make it a habit. No. 8-6, the Minnesota Twins beat the Blue Jays. Today, the Jays are off on the road tomorrow. They will be in Kansas City, one of my favorite road stops. Then on to Detroit. Mr. Barker and myself will be back with Blair and Barker tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern. We'll be back with Blue Jays Talk all week long following the Jays games. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans.